Feel like the everyday chaos is getting to be too much? Head on over to winninggym.com slash BAP and we can help you there. Join our eight-week ProFit Business Accelerator program for quick wins for your gym. Check it out. You deserve it. Now back to the show. You are listening to the Built to Grow podcast, delivering the knowledge in all things fitness business. We help gym owners win. Here are your hosts, Tim Lyons and Randy Exton. All right. Welcome back to the Built to Grow podcast. I'm your host, Tim Lyons, in studio, joined as always by Randy Exton with the Iron Circle shirt. Ooh, yeah. That's that a good one. This, this is one of my favorite. That is my favorite is one. It? I was thinking about it when I was put out this morning, going through like the list of. That's the actually. August 2021 Florida experience. That was yeah. awesome. For those of you on YouTube, you could probably see. By the way, go check out our YouTube, Built to Grow podcast on YouTube. Search that <laughs> and join. It's subscribe. that easy, guys. That easy. Yep. We're going to be growing that channel. And we have been. Uh, you can see all of our back episodes there. You could also see uh, some exclusive trainings. Uh, you know, we're starting to record those now and they'll be releasing just there. Um, and also, if you're on our email list, you'll get that as well, as well as our Facebook group. So Business Talk with Fitness Professionals is another place to, to meet, chat with us online. Um, and, you know, guys, we're in the midst of a, uh, we're selling our Grow Summit tickets right now, fitprogrowsummit.com. Uh, I think we sold something like 25 tickets last week. Yeah, it's going quick. So uh, we're in a tier two pricing and then it goes to tier three. So if you're interested in joining us at the Grow Summit, like we said before, if you're listening to this show, this would be a good event for you to attend. Oh yeah, It's May 19th through 21st, Franklin, Tennessee, just outside of Nashville. Love to see you guys there. Boom. Cool. So this episode, guys, staffing. Gosh, uh, every seems like every coaching call we get on, uh, gym owners are struggling to find good talent. They're losing people to other jobs. People are resigning. Uh, the work ethics off. There's something going on, and it has been going on for the last pff, at least two years now, where it's just harder and harder to find great talent. If you go around your town, uh, wherever you are, any state USA, you're going to see help wanted signs in every bar and restaurant. Uh, you know, people are just looking for work. And I think, you know, if we can get back into the psychology around why this is happening, I mean, obviously, uh, you know, everybody got slapped with the shutdowns and mm -hmm. everything, and it gave people a chance to sit back and like, maybe they didn't, they didn't like what they were doing. And so they resigned. This is the great resignation. You hear about this kind of phrase. And it seems like it's happened in every industry. I think people were, you know, going with the flow back yeah. in the day, and this is just the way their life was. And then when they were forced to stop and, and really think, and every you know everything was kind of happening around them, maybe they didn't realize they wanted to change. They wanted to go do something different. And so, you know, you're not seeing a whole flood of people coming back into the workforce. And I was talking to my dad the other day. It's like, what are they doing? What are all yeah. the people that left their jobs? What are they doing? And I can't answer that unless they went off and started their own companies, like by the millions. I don't know what people are doing. I don't know if they're sitting at home, if they're putting money into crypto and they're just <laughs> making, they're, they're getting NFT rich. I don't know. Well, in, in the crazy thing, <clears throat> excuse me, the crazy thing on top of it all is cost of living has never been higher. Right, That's like, very like true. we're sitting in a, and this is as we're you're talking about it. I'm thinking, I'm like, well, not only did they delete a paycheck, but they're probably looking for a job. And now, if they're looking for a job, they're looking at what they used to make, and they're looking for competitive, you know, careers to where they've been. 
if I was in that position and I was considering what I was making versus what it's costing to get by right now, I might not take some, well, I mean, I guess if I had to, I'd probably take a job and then find, you know, work towards something greater. But maybe it's that, well, I can't make, get by on this wage anymore. Well, whatever and, it was, it needs to be at least 7% more. <laughs> we, well, yeah, I mean, inflation, minimum, general right? General inflation, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's some line downs, like energy is up 50, 60, 70%. We, I mean, the, we don't even want to talk fuel. I mean, day by day, it's just, it's stinging well, all energy, of us. Right? Yeah, it's oh, all of it, yeah. It um, is, uh, it's it's wild. So, yeah, so the, really what this shows we're going to talk about is like, hey, you know what, you've got, you you might have staff now, you might not, but how do you keep the staff you have? Find staff. How, what do we do how, with the staff problem? Yeah. Yeah, how do you, how do you attract staff? So I, I think before we get too deep into this, I think the first thing we have to all understand is not everybody's motivated by the same things. Yeah, let's get, can we get into like how we go about that? Yeah. I think that's important. There's a, there's a personality test that we use. I mean, we use the one called DISC, D-I-S-C. You can look it up. Uh, in fact, Tony Robbins, uh, of all people, has a free um, slash paid. I think it's, I it's think a Tony, free, Tony it's Robbins. A, dot com slash disc i'm pretty sure is that link. is it we'll we'll, I'll, we'll drop it in the show notes just to make sure you can go there and basically what you're going to find with the disc assessment is uh people's really personalities what drives them um you know their emotional uh i don't know i mean they're, it, it's their it is their personality mm -hmm. right so are they driven by power authority uh, money uh, educational theoretical things like that and then and then it gives you a scores right it, it just grades you it tells you you know, what, what you naturally are and what you've been adapted to. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times when we work with our uh, disc coach, right, Mandy, uh, she'll say if somebody's like normally a 20 and they're adapted to be like a 50 in a particular category, that means they're under stress. Sure. And then when they jump into that and start asking questions about this employee, you know, a lot of times maybe they just got a divorce or a death in the family. And it's like, oh, okay, well, that makes sense. They're, they're adapting, you know, and they're under stress. But when you find out what your staff's motivated by, well, then you can put them in the right positions. You can uh, incentivize them, you know, the way they want to be incentivized. Um, there's uh, a book also that we, we talk about by uh, Daniel Pink Drive. It really opened my eyes to like, hey, not everybody's motivated by money. And that's a hard thing, too. I mean, I know you and I have had this conversation, you know, over and over that, that we are very similar in our a lot of our the way that we think and right mm -hmm. and everybody that comes onto the team or that we work with like we we have to have a, that kind of check right like they are not the same as us people not everybody thinks operates and is motivated by the same things and um once you have that though that's imperative i mean because it's huge like we found out that you know with, with this generation that it's really weird the money isn't so imperative right social impact um, additional days off. I mean, like these are, yeah, these are things that to us are like, so second, third, you know, in the, the list of priorities, but these are the things that are driving these, these people's decision making, right? So these are the jobs that they're looking for is I don't care how much money I'm making. What is the social impact I'm going to have like that to me? I don't get it, but mm -hmm. I understand that that's how they operate. And then we have to use that to our, you know, to the advantage and, and put that into play. Right. So how do you incentivize somebody like that? Right? Does well, your does your business offer well, charity uh, you know, work? Yeah, outreach, exactly. Some sort like of that. community impact or, or things like that. But if not, maybe that's what you're lacking, or maybe that's what your team is already looking for, you know. And you don't have that as part of your structure. Mm -hmm. So maybe that's just something a quick easy fix or something. But this is information. This is data. What you do with it is where it, is where it's yeah, gonna matter. So. Yeah, and there's nothing worse than losing a, a good employee. So getting in there and understanding 
quickly, what, what drives them is going to help you make decisions around that particular employee. Hey guys, as you know, at Built to Grow, we're all about systems and scalability. And that's why I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, Semi-Private Pro. Several years ago, I was in our gym looking around and I noticed our coaches were staring at their clipboards, struggling to stay one step ahead of the clients. And I thought, gosh, there has to be a better way. So I tasked Zach, our fitness director, and I said, dude, we got to find a software that would enhance our clients' training experience and increase our coaches' levels of engagement. See, we're all about client experience here. After countless demos, we realized there was literally nothing designed for our training model. So we set on a mission and I said, look, we got to create an app that is designed specifically for semi-private training. And I can tell you guys this firsthand, this is taking our training to new heights and I'm confident it can do the same thing for you. See, with Semi-Private Pro, you can streamline your training system, enhance client engagement and scale like never before without spending hours on programming. To learn more about how you can get started with Semi-Private Pro, head on over to special link here, semiprivatepro.com slash BTG, that's built to grow. So just head on over real quick to semiprivatepro.com slash BTG to check out a demo for yourself. Um, another thing that you could do, um, obviously you should be doing is these evaluations at least every quarter. Some people do them twice a year. Some people do them once a year, but we do them here every quarter, at least with our training team. Our training team is the forward facing, the customer facing uh, staff at our gym and your gyms as well. And we have to make sure that they're on their best, mm -hmm. best behavior right now. And they're in their best uh, mindset. And so we've got something called our five by five matrix. They're bonused on it. They know where they stand. It's very clear cut. Like we're looking at these particular things. How did you do that quarter? What can you improve on? Here's what you did well. And here's your bonus for that. And then at the end of the year, they get potential for a raise the next year. And I think they really like knowing, look, these are the things I'm look, being looked at and these are the things I need to work on. And they know they have a path, right? And that is huge, right? A lot of times, and, I've, and I'm the worst. I mean, I don't do reviews with anybody, uh, but Zach. Do you, do you Zach, delegate? Well, they, see, yeah, let's not, let's not you know, completely discredit you. You've got people in the position that do. are in charge of doing those things. Yeah, Zach, Zach's really good about that. And, you know, and I talk to Zach on a daily basis anyway, so or, or at least a couple times a week. So we know where we stand. Mm -hmm. He knows where he's at. I don't have anything official, but you should. You should have something official, and he, he doesn't really want one either, so we have a different relationship, but if you were, you know, at your gym, I definitely think you definitely want to work with your staff front desk, any customer facing anybody really, and make sure that they know the path they're on. Absolutely. So that's that. The next thing is where do we find good talent, right? Where do you find people to fill those roles? Maybe you're getting busier and you need to hire a new coach. Well, I mean, the first thing you do is throw an ad out on Indeed or, sure. or Craigslist or these other places, but uh, that's not always the best place. Um, there's there's a lot of places to find employees. In fact, just every day you go out into the world yep. of business, open your eyes. There's plenty of people out there that are looking for career changes and things like that that are great employees, right? You were just talking about a front desk person that works at another yep. business that you think would be a good fit here. Uh, keep your eyes open, guys. There's plenty of good people that you love ha to have on your team, and it just takes a conversation. You know, it's funny. Since my first job, every job I've ever had since, and I, I use that term loosely, every employment I've had ever since, I was recruited into. Oh, not 100%. like on a posting? I just thought about it. 100% of the time, I've been pulled into the next, and they were most of them were like entire career changes. Mm. But, um, you know, in the sales realm type of thing. But 
Yeah, I mean, it, I, I'm a big fan of that. Uh, and it's because um, we were talking a little bit, right? Like, there's a lot of people right now that aren't entering the workforce. Like, we're, we, like you said, there's a lot of places looking for employees. But we don't have lines out the door of applicants. And so I would much rather take somebody who's currently working and develop them to the skill sets that we need within fitness than to go and motivate somebody who's sitting on their couch and convince them that they want to come get the, the training job that they've been claiming they want. That's a great and point. And so um, it, that's a difficult thing, but I'm a, I'm up. I've always felt that way. Like you can hire, you can train the specifics of the, the job. Mm-hmm. You can't, it's much a, a, a much bigger task to, manip- to change the personality or the person behind the role. And so find the person, teach them the role, rather than, you know, fitting the role and, and trying to, you know, force the person into it. Um, and it goes back to some of it goes back to like the disc assessments. And, and I know the term that, that we use with our coaching clients is making sure, ensuring we have the right people in the right seats of the bus. Mm-hmm. Um, sales is a big one, right? We don't want to put that nurturer, that giver, that person who, you know, is completely resistant around asking for the sale into that sales seat and expect them to succeed. That is a difficult task to do. And so when you know what's appropriate for each of these people, you can also tailor how they're incentivized, but then also the, the position that they're in, making sure that their talents are utilized within your four walls. You know, it's funny, uh, back in the day, and I've, said, I've told this story several times, the type of coach we're looking for has changed dramatically yeah. over the years. In the beginning, we were always looking for the most educated, the scientific coach, the, the one that studies, uh, you know, human movement on a daily basis is always watching research and everything else and always looking for the best way to train. While that is good in some aspects, I think it's probably not the person we've been looking that we need. And most of you don't need, you might need one of those types of people to have a program design role or something like that. But the, the, the clients don't care about that. You know, it's funny. It reminds me of like coaching that we do here, right? The Mm -hmm. it's because that's that information. That's the person who has all the information, but Mm -hmm. the information versus the application or the ability to, you know, deliver that to coach it is not the same, you know? So having that information and having that, that re, those resources, but the ability to deliver that to the client, yeah. communicate that to the client, the energy, the excitement, the, uh, all of that stuff is where we've seen the training actually elevate because of yeah. the, the retention elevates too. When, when you have a coach, that's, that's a, a coach, like a hoorah, I'm in your corner. They care about the client. That's the client. That's the coach we're looking for yeah. these days. Yeah. I could care less about the scientific and all the degrees and all the stuff there. Um, we, we had the highest level of, of training. Had, cert- it was cert- CSCS CS with, di- with distinction. I'm like every single one. Every of one of my coaches yeah. was a CSCS coach. Yep. Um, and while that's great, if you're in the professional sports world. Yeah. You kind of need to have that, but in the training gyms that are training general population, that's not required. No. In fact, it's, it's probably not needed. And we can even go as far as to co- like, it, it does cause rifts, right? Like the, the speed of the workouts got drastically changed the overcorrection or like the, the need to kind of like educate, like it was a seminar as opposed to just like, Hey, we have an hour together. Like Let's get this, this work doing done. It safe. Let's keep yeah. them moving, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, so that was a big problem. But then also I think it, it bubbles up, right? Because if in our belief and the way that we structured your gym or you've structured your gym is, you know, the program design comes top down. Mm-hmm. Well, now if you got like four or five people who have their own personal beliefs and methodology, movement patterns, corrective exercise, all of those types of things, 
Are they going to be telling Zach that they're modifying his workouts, or are they just going to be doing it on the floor? They'll be doing it on the floor. And that's yeah. the problem, right? Yeah. They're, no, they're now taking too much rain in a way that they shouldn't have it, right. going away from the program, the plan that the business is having, right. and now we've got a rogue trainer. And it goes back to you know the full risk of that's, that's not what you want for your business. So, right. Right. yeah, over-education is that's a, that's a tough one because it is a, a fine line, right? Mm-hmm. You want somebody who's qualified and in, in, capable, but not overly you know, too far down the path where the rest is lost. Hey, Tim Lance here, and I just want to give a quick shout out to everyone out there surviving the day-to-day chaos of the fitness business. You know, you're showing up every day and you got people counting on you. I know it's not easy, but you're doing it, so keep on going. But listen, if you feel like it's getting to be too much and you wanted to get some support so you can get out of the struggle and get into real growth, then I highly recommend that you check out our eight-week ProFit Business Accelerator Program at winninggym.com slash grow. Go check it out, sign up, and let's get you on track for some easy wins and get back to growth mode. All right, once again, the link is winninggym.com slash grow. And now back to the show. Yeah, the experience of the training goes away. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, I mean, those are definitely things as, as we went into the, the years of business that we learned. So we only look for that caring coach. In fact, the, one of our best coaches right now, she came out of like a like a social, social, uh, work. Like Mm -hmm. she was, she would go into like homeless shelters and help these like very nurturing and caring. And she's also a trainer too. And so she came in here, our clients love her. Yeah. Well, she loves the clients and that's (laughs) that's really what it comes to, right? She loves to talk to people. She loves people. She loves helping. And she, she obviously the, the clients just goes, you know, magnetized to her. And so great. Perfect. That's what we need here. Cause we can teach the the training methodology yeah. from the top down, like you said. So there's that stuff. There's, there's disc assessments. There's the, the personalities and what drives these folks. Um, another thing that would probably help in today's day and age where uh, a coach either makes money if they're working or doesn't make money if they don't, if you could have a, a salary type uh, sure. or paid days off, health insurance, those would be like perks of the job, total comp. Like you could... Uh, I mean, we do all of that here, actually. We have health insurance. Mm-hmm. We have paid days off for full-time employees. We've got, you know, obviously sick days that go to the, the state laws that you're in. You also have track state, you know, that. But also, we, we do salaries here. So we have a mm-hmm. block schedule. Um, we don't do a split shift where the coach has to come in a couple hours in the morning, come back a couple hours in the deep afternoon. That that kills, uh, it kills them. I mean, it's, it's there's no work. The individual, for sure. So we have uh, a morning block and an afternoon block. And this, this concept, guys, is one of the things a lot of gyms have struggled with. Uh, you know, we, we decided a long time ago, we want career-based coaches that are, have a life outside the gym. So we have a morning shift, which is 5 a.m. Until, until noon. We have a one o'clock till eight o'clock. And that 12 to one, those are the times if we, we uh, need to do a team meeting, we'll do it between 12 and one, or we'll do a podcast for the team in here from 12 to one, because that's, everybody's yeah, here at the overlap. same time. Yep. We do a team meeting right there. So everybody's there. Um, why do we do that? Well, we do it for several reasons. One, I have a fixed payroll. I know once we get above that in general, you know, like gross revenue for the for the month, then we're, we're all profit yep. after that, right? So it keeps our base uh, operating expenses very, st- very steady. Um, there's no per head percentage of total collected. There's none of this. They get a, an hourly rate from the time they, it's like a punch in, punch out. Yeah. Um, and, and we put them on the schedule for 37 hours and we know that they're going to come in a little early some days and stay a little late some other days. So we pay them for 40. 
So they're scheduled for 37, but we pay them for 40. Well, Tim, why would you do that? Well, because of exactly what I just said, <laughs> I want to make sure that they're not shooting the gap when they leave. Yeah. We have three hours of buffer for the whole week. And, and they like that, right? And so even if, we, they don't, if they're not training, they're still getting paid. If they're in a team meeting, they're still getting paid because they're here. They're on the clock. So exactly. We, we pay it as a salary, but th- picture it as a punch in, punch out type of thing. And no matter what they do during that hour, they get the same rate. That's what I want. I'm glad you said it that way, because this is a, a thing that a lot of gym owners struggle with is, is how do you pay your staff? How do you pay your trainers? Right? Because, uh, you know, the per head, the commission based, um, there, there's a million different ways to go about it. Mm-hmm. But then they're, you know, on top of that, they're like, well, what do you do when they're doing program design or when they're cleaning the, the gym, gym yeah. or are you like, do there, are there different pay rates? No, let's make things simple, right? Yeah, it's almost simple. like a law of averages. We expect the majority of the time you're going to be here, you're on the training floor, training clients. But mm-hmm. there are other facets to that job that just have to get done. You don't just get to walk out there like you're, you know, and this is the thing, guys. D- trainers are not divas. Stop operating your business like these guys are like, you know, heaven sent. Like, mm-hmm. I love their position. They're crucial in our business, but... We got to get rid of this whole ego-driven trainer thing. Like, there's so many businesses that just cater to their trainer because we're afraid of losing them. And, you know, guys, your trainer is there. It's a role in your business. It's as relevant as every other one, but just it's equally as relevant. And that's that's what people need to understand. It's a great point. We were just working with a a coach that, you know, is paying his other – some coaches, like, uh, package deals. Some are being paid salaries. Some are hourly. It's like, just keep it simple, right? That's so much easier just to – just clock in clock out whatever you do in those in that block of time you get paid the same and then have the conversation with the trainer like i know every one of your trainers has the ability to work out during their shift well maybe not every single day but like you yeah. know there's time that they they're here if they've got their other stuff done they can walk to the training floor and get a lift in beautiful and yeah. it's on the clock beautiful perfect that's a that's a bonus to it's them a it's, an, it's a perk to them right it doesn't hurt the business it keeps them um, you know, like in the business being a, a product of the product themselves and it works to everything, everybody's benefit. But at the end of the day, we're not nickel and diming the, the, the few hours a week. What do you say? Three hours, three hours, buffer. you know, some expectation, you yeah. know, there are some things. So I love the simplicity of this. I think that does, this is one of the biggest, most imperative things that I think a training business should have as a kind of like a, a, uh, a staple mm-hmm. should be this type of training or excuse me, uh, compensation. Um, and then figure out maybe if, if somebody's in a sales role and they're doing, you know, all the cons- consultations, is there something that they make? Little might bump, need? Little yeah, bump. exactly. Some sort of incentive <clears throat> or maybe supplement sales or some of those other things. But figure out the foundation first. Yeah. Make everybody kind of fit the business first. There you go. And then we can, you know, have some fun with some of those little things. Yep. But guys, man, so many businesses come to us and they're like, the, my business is my trainers. They're making you know, $80 or 80% for this many people and 60%. I'm like, we guys, like how, who does your payroll? First of all, who's tracking all of this? How much time is spent per week? Just figuring out what to pay someone. Mm -hmm. That's, that's a whole nother Mm -hmm. person that you paid an entire salary just to figure out their pay. (laughs) Right. You know what I mean? Like it's a headache. So simplify it. But um, at the end of the day, it's not always the money either. And that's what we figured out too. Yeah. And guys make, make what you do, make your environment fun, right? Yeah. I mean, we, we have it in our, in our standard to laugh, right? We, we want to have fun, laugh, joke around. Uh, you know, if it's so st- strict and static every day, you know, it burns them out, right? The, mm-hmm. I think the average retention for a personal trainer in the entire industry is 12 months. Somebody that's a brand new trainer, get their shirts. They're already out in 12 months doing something else. 
that's pretty sad. I mean, I mean, honestly, it is grueling work, right? You, you don't mm -hmm. make a ton of money, but it's it's satisfying work. So if you find the person that wants to really help people, like the coach that I was just talking yep. about, it's a social work came in out of that life and, and wants to help people, this is a great fit for her. Absolutely. She loves it. She'll be in this for a long time. And, and something you didn't mention yet either is you you guys decided recently because of the state of the industry and the, the nation and that you're gonna you're going to incentivize them and pay them more, just recently. Yeah, Everybody we, just we recently did. got a got a got a bump, and so you know, the, guys, that's an unfortunate circumstance to the business owner. I mean, like you didn't have to do that, but you knew damn straight that if easier. you do, yeah, it's much easier to keep and retain them than it is to take the risk of you know th them going leaving and having to restart that, figure it out all again with somebody new. It's absolutely true. We made a game 10 decision in January. Like, look, we're, we're going to need to pay these folks more, our coaches more. Um, just that was just the state of the, of the market. That's Everybody wants more money. The, the cost of living has gone up. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We took a little hit, mm -hmm. but we decided globally we're just, everybody got a little bump and they weren't expecting it. And in fact, there was one guy who was only here two months and he got a bump. So it's just the way it is. Yeah. We, t we took it and we decided it was strategically we needed to do this because if we lose people, we're going to have to pay the new people higher anyway to attract them. Exactly. So think about that as well. So lots to think about. This is a, a moving target a lot of times with, when it comes to staffing and retaining and attracting talent. Uh, there's a lot of things and we dropped a lot of little hints and nuggets in this in this episode to tell you like, hey, Take a look at what you're doing. You could do it better, like mm -hmm. Jordan Peterson. Yeah. What if anything could be done, it could be done better or worse. Yeah. Take a hard look. You know, you could scrap the whole thing and reestablish and maybe work with all of your coaches, but I would definitely put everybody on a salary, a yeah. clock in, clock out type of situation. Pay them the same for every hour they're there, no matter what they do, be it training <clears throat> classes or personal training or semi-private or meetings or working out. Uh, paid days off, health insurance. There's there's group plans that you can get, which, by the way, I hate insurance <laughs> with all passion, but we do it because we have to um, give them their gear, give them education uh, and, and all this other stuff. And so hopefully that helps. Hopefully that helps kind of maybe bundles this uh, staffing kind of like elusive thing that is so hard to grasp sometimes. Uh, there's a lot of cool little things. And just do you test with your uh, disc yeah. assessments? And there's other ones. Read the book, Drive. Guys, I hope that helps you. Hopefully you can take a look and maybe keep your coaches for the long term and attract new talent when the time comes. And that's going to keep your clients happier. It's going to keep your clients staying yes. longer. I mean, you're, you're building that organization, that family. It's much easier to keep, you know, your, your, your staff, your team, your family than it is to try and, you know, start all over. And so, yeah, hopefully these things help. And <laughs> yeah, exactly. just win. It's, it's finicky. This is a tough one right yeah. now for, for yeah. sure. Hopefully that helps, guys. Uh, that's it for this episode. Until next show, keep changing lives. See you on the next episode. Bye. All right. And thank you for listening to that episode of the Built to Grow podcast, where we help gym owners win. Now, do you want to connect with me and other gym owners online? All you need to do is join our private Facebook group, Business Talk with Fitness Professionals. Just head on over to Facebook and type in Business Talk with Fitness Professionals. And when you do, we're going to give you our 10 marketing strategies, seven-figure gym owners use to win. I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Until then, keep building something great.